Welcome to Kick Some ADHD, the podcast for professionals and business owners who struggle to stay focused and get the important stuff done. We'll help you understand how to maximize the unique advantages that come with ADHD and learn ways to keep the struggles and negative impacts at bay. Now, here are your hosts, ADHD coach for professionals, Dana Rayburn, and digital marketing strategist, David Johnson. All right, Dana, it's time for us to have another session where we kick some ADHD, David, and I hope you're awake for this one. Well, you know, I was dreaming about... Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, gang, this is episode number 44. Your sleep sucks, so does your ADHD. And I I really feel called out by this title. I... I, I, I don't know what it is. Actually, I, I I was doing well with sleep sleep for a while, but you know it's it's kind of been you know up and down lately. And I think what you're trying to say here is we might have a correlation between. Oh, these there's two. a huge huge correlation between sleep and ADHD, David. I cannot tell you how much I talk about sleep with with. ADHD adults and new clients, and it's written about it on my blog. It used to be two modules in the Success Club. Now it's one. Um, Yeah, and I always said, okay, gang, it's two modules because this is an important topic. Yeah, yeah, and it is. And I remember when I first started with you in the Success Club and doing coaching, it was this is like one of the first questions you ask <laughs> like if i if yeah. i remember right it was like oh yeah. yeah let's talk about food let's talk about sleep yep. and it's like oh but no everybody knows we need those everybody knows we need plenty of sleep i mean right. you know and it's and we have to remove it from that idea of a should you should get enough sleep because it's not about should and what you've read in the newspaper and what you know the latest self help person says you need to get enough sleep If you do not get enough sleep, you will look like you have ADHD, even if you don't. True. Which means if you don't get enough sleep and you are a person with ADHD, your ADHD is going to be off the rails. Awful. It's true. And I think this was some one of the one of the factors that affected people in pandemic lockdown that caused more people that were not necessarily normally an ADHD diagnosis kind of a person to start exhibiting symptoms because like now we're not going anywhere and now we're not like physically wearing ourselves out and doing all the activity. And so people's sleep got screwed up and then even, you know, so-called neurotypical people, whatever. And you you can see my, my snarky air quotes that yeah, no one else can see anyway. uh, So yeah, but I have noticed too, if I am, if my sleep is off the rails, my symptoms, it doesn't matter how much I medicate. <laughs> right, right. Caffeine, none of it. Yeah. There's only so much you can do to make up for not getting enough sleep. The other thing I want people to realize, first thing is, this is a huge issue for ADHD. Second thing is, is you're not always going to stay perfect on this. It goes up and down, and we want you to be aiming for as good as you can. So we want aiming for optimal optimal sleep. And not expecting love, it's always going to be perfect. Yeah, I, I love that you remind us about it because it, that, this applies to so many of the things that we talk about. You just right. you you can't expect to let your perfectionism streak apply to this, right? <laughs> and I when I say aiming for that, I actually visualize like a dartboard. 
a target where we're we're aiming for the center, but we're not going to get it all the time. And often yeah. we're not going to get it at all, but we want to be cl- as close to optimal sleep and optimal ADHD management as possible. And the other thing is that we need to get enough sleep because it's a brain issue. It's not because someone told us we need to get enough sleep. And we're going to talk today about how to make that easier, how to approach it more realistically. Good. Do we, are we going to talk about like how to even figure out what an optimal, optimal amount of sleep yes. is? Yes. Oh, good. We are. oh cool. Yes, we Yay. are. Um, Yay. The other thing I want people to know is sleep challenges can be lifelong. I know that when I, I can remember being a little kid is uh, tiny is being awake in the middle of the night. Oh yeah. And same. that's my thing is awake in the middle of the night. Um, And a lot of people, kids with ADHD, they're really restless sleepers. They just, you know, vivid dreams moving all over. Um, I have, I will not name names, but, but children that I have know very well and that I, it was sleeping with them was like sleeping with a blender. That's what my husband says. Sleeping with me is like it's sleeping with a blender. Oh wow! Because that that uh, fidgety and moving the. is always going on even when I'm asleep. So you 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 can't keep knives by the bed because like blenders can cut. Like, you know, that... <laughs> <laughs> what about do we do we talk about are we going to talk about sleep apnea because there seems to be a really high correlation between sleep apnea and ADHD as well from what I've seen. Yeah, I wasn't planning on talking about that. Then I'm sorry I brought that up. Never mind. Forget it. <laughs> I'm going to bring it up with my doc. I have a, I have a, I have a, an annual physical coming up, and I'm going to ask. I guess I might need a sleep study. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Okay. okay. So yeah. So, and the other thing we know is most people with ADHD do not get enough sleep until I get my claws into them, and then it still is a challenge. It is. No, it is. And and if we're not getting enough sleep, I think we've already said like the symptoms go berserk. Yeah. But like. We actually rely on a certain amount of brain power with ADHD, right? Oh, yeah. In order to, like, our brains need a certain ability to function. And, like, the ADHD genius side, right? The things that make us brilliant and creative and all those other things, right? It, it takes a lot of, you know, that takes a lot of brain power. Yeah. When We need that on tap. Yeah. 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 In other words, and you I, can't just live by the seat of your pants if you're if you don't have the ability to pay attention and think. Right. So I want t- I yeah. want dear listeners and you too, David, is to notice when you don't get a, get enough sleep, what happens? What are what happens to your ADHD symptoms? Mine, I get a lot foggier. I get slower. Um, I I have no ability to manage emotions, so yes. I'll start crying or lose my temper at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Yeah. I have those days where I used to describe them like I, I feel like I'm just chugging along at 30% yeah. of brain power. And it's scary how much I can do on 30%. <laughs> but man, it's it's like if I could only get that up to like even 60, 70, 80% more consistently, that would be amazing, you know? And what I realized part of it is certainly sleep. I mean, there's other things, you know, yeah. all the other sleep. things. But, yeah, but, but sleep, sleep is a big sleep deal. Sleep is huge. It's, you cannot learn to live successfully and ignore sleep in my opinion you just got to have it you got to have it on the radar yeah so okay. the emotions the the mistakes the forgetfulness the, the, like there are things that I'll notice that are mostly around just making stupid errors you know right and like, impulsivity when, all uh, of that 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the problems, why we do this. Okay. We ignore it. We think we can skate by with an, without enough sleep. We just, uh, you know, it's another yeah. should. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, I did it the other night. It wasn't that bad. I can do it again. Right. You know? yeah. Right. And then often I realize people don't have any idea how much sleep they need. Yeah. Yeah. I, and um, it's scary. I, like, I think as I've done this, I think I actually need upwards of eight hours of sleep a night maybe closer to nine Mm -hmm. and that's a lot of times not realistic for my life yeah which is that's a bad combination (laughs) right it's a very bad combination and I have a lot of clients because I always ask how much sleep do you need and how much do you get and we'll talk about how much people need in a minute but often people are saying I'm getting five hours of sleep a night yeah 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 and then we getting enough sleep takes attention it takes thought it takes some con- some boundaries in controlling our impulses. and You mean so it takes the things we're not good at? Right. <laughs> right. So Yikes. this is, can be a really hard ask. Um, we yeah. live by the seat of our pants, and making sure we're getting enough sleep can be a real hard thing to ask. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. It's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And being committed once you make the plan. Like we've talked about making plans and then forgetting the plans even exist, much less right. doing them. Right. Yikes. Yeah. So it gets gets challenging. Yeah. It gets challenging. It um why don't there I there are I've identified a number of common reasons we don't get enough sleep also. Okay. We forget to go to bed, distracted, yeah. working late when it's quiet. The way I got through college was I would get up in the middle of the night to study because that was when the house was quiet and there were no distractions. See, I I was the other way. I would get up early in the morning. So like, you know, and stay up. Did did you like work through the night then once you got up in the middle of the night? I'd get up like two or three and it depended how much I needed to do. So I might have taken a nap, cat nap again. Or people stay, just stay up way, way late because... They're behind on their work anyway. We're not getting what done what we need to get done. And then they just stay up really, really late to catch up on what they haven't completed that they needed to complete. Yeah. Or like the things that I've been wanting to do all day. Like, hey, I'd love to catch up on Twitter. I'll spend five minutes. Two hours <clears throat> later. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm still. Yeah. And that's bad because then your brain is not engaged at all. You got a screen in front of you. It's it's screaming at you. Stay awake. And it's just bad. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. A lot of people with ADHD are night owls. Yeah. It seems to be consistent. Not everybody. Not everybody. I'm a morning person, but Same. a lot of people also, mm-hmm. with ADHD are, are extreme night owls. Yeah. And it's hard to be a night owl in this world. It just is, unless you've got absolute control over your schedule. Right. And who, who does? You know, yeah. very few. Very few. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this uh, is a trap my daughter has fallen into. And the problem is that be, because she had bad experiences trying to go to sleep, Mm-hmm. Then she has the dread that leads up to going to sleep, and that yeah. keeps her awake. So yeah. it's like this vicious cycle that's been really hard. Right. You know? And you can get so wrapped up in it and anxious about the fact that you're not asleep that it makes everything worse. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Um, another thing is, is we're restless sleepers. We don't sleep well. We're sensitive beings anyhow. Um the slightest noise wakes us up. We can't fall asleep because our brains are so busy. You know, we're anxious, whatever. So that, so it's the, it's the remembering to go to bed. It's the able to fall asleep and able to stay asleep yeah. are the, the big ones. 
the big right. reasons. And they're different. You know, like, you know, going to sleep and staying asleep are not the same issue. Right. <laughs> like, right. Just not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you have to look at what your challenge or challenges are and then start to develop your systems according to that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So this is a long-term change. It is not easy. Okay. And it's something we just have to keep on the radar and keep working on and aiming for that good enough. And I hope listeners realize, Dana, that like this is not just you. I mean, this is truly like um, I don't know any people who have ADHD that don't have this issue, you know, right. or haven't haven't had to try to address it at some at some point. Yeah, it is very very rare that i get a client where we don't have to talk about some aspect of this yeah yeah makes yeah. sense so you're not okay. alone yep. yeah you are not alone in this one especially in a lot of what we talk about but especially especially in this one for sure okay so I want to first talk about some unrealistic sleep advice that you will hear out there in the world and boy, and it's, this it's like nutrition. You're going to hear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I am going against what all the sleep experts, sleep doctors, what they all say. Okay. But to live successfully with ADHD, we have got to match what we're able to do with reality, not with some big idea. Fair enough. Okay. Thank you. Because like, so, just be released from the d desire to like meet whatever the crazy standard right. is, right? It's, so it's that I... That idea, everybody needs eight hours of sleep. Oh, everybody yeah. needs... No, I don't. I need seven, seven and a half. And I can function really well on seven hours of sleep. And it's actually hard for me to sleep eight hours. I only yeah. sleep eight hours if I'm sick. Ooh, interesting. Right, right. So... Interesting. People need to find out how much they need. What I find with at working with a lot of clients over a lot of years with this, it's it varies between seven and nine yeah. hours. Sure. And sure. often if it's more, there's something going on mm -hmm. physically, something else happening, or they have such a sleep deficit that they think they need more and then eight, eight and a half hours. And it's, and it's really just making up for this this constant pervasive sleep deficit. Yeah, and I, I don't know how that really works. I mean, I've seen different studies that suggest that you you have to make up the debt, and I've seen others that are like, there's no way to do do that. So right, I don't know. Right, and but we want to do is is. Well, avoid the swings, the staying up all really, really late during the week and then sleeping all day on the weekends. Okay, We, we want to start to even it out. But this other idea where they say, go to bed at the same time every night and get up at the same time every day, that, in my opinion, is not realistic for people with ADHD. We are not robots. I don't yeah. know anybody in the world, unless they're a really boring person who never does anything. Right. Yeah, I'm judging. Forgive me if you're <laughs> one of those people who can do this. But um, I, whose life is like that? Unless you're in the military and they, you know, they, they wake you up at 430 every day, no matter what you do, then, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. But, but most lives, especially 
yeah and when we get when we're not in COVID times and you you know you may go out to dinner you may go to a play you may have a meeting you may have something at night or some mornings you got to get up earlier than other mornings or whatever this idea that we'll always go to bed at 10 o'clock and always get up at six o'clock in the morning whose life is like that yeah yeah and I have tried to do that at times, and I actually got really good at it for a period of years. But being a parent changes things. Yeah. <laughs> like, that just didn't work out so well. Right. Um, yeah. Right. Right. So what we want is aim for the, your bedtime and get up time as much as possible. I call it the, t- the ish. Okay. Aim for the ish, the 1030-ish, 630-ish in avoid wild swings and as much as possible get to bed within that like you know a 20 30 minute range of your bedtime target and then other nights realize you're not going to be able to do it because something else in life is going on yeah and so then don't be hard on yourself if 10 30 right. passed and you're not already in bed you know just get right. the the zone yeah, like a so zone, a window. we want to control it as much as we possibly can and not have unrealistic expectations. Oh, I'm not going to hear Brandy Carlisle play because I've got to be in bed at 10. You know, right. whatever it might be. That's not life and that's not real. No, it's not. I am looking forward to concerts again. That would I be know, great. Yeah. I know. Isn't yeah. it great? Let's okay. all get vaccinated. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So. The next thing we need to do, though, is start to create a sleep map. A sleep map. A sleep map. And okay, so, so my, start... my map is like I start on the couch and I fall asleep there. And then I... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not the kind of map you're talking about. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. It's, it's what time, and we start with what time you got to get up in the morning. Okay. So what time do you actually need to have butt in chair at work? Right. Yeah. And then we work back from there. Okay. That's fair enough. Yeah. So often people don't even know that. Right. I mean, they, they have, they've never looked at sleep through this lens. Sure. So we need, okay, what time do you really need to go to be at work? How long does it really take you to get from in the morning from your bed, feet on the floor to your desk? And everybody I've ever, ever, ever worked with, this is 100% of the people underestimate how long it takes you know it's so true it's so true ah it's not that big a deal you make the coffee you have a little bit of breakfast brush your teeth do whatever the things and, and, oh, and there you are i can do it 20 minutes i can do it in half an hour 20 minutes yeah sure no it doesn't two hours <laughs> like, yeah like two me. hours like, for me too. i take a long time in the morning i enjoy mornings being slower yeah i putter i meditate i work out i you know yeah so yeah. so it's how long does it really take and time it Time oh boy. it. You time it. stop guessing. Get out your timer and time it for a couple of days at least. The first day you time it, you're going to move fast. The yeah, because you're measuring it. Oh, yeah. The second day, you'll get more realistic. So time it for at least two days, three if you can. Okay. And include and, one of those days where it just goes off the rails in the morning. <laughs> right. And, it, you know, if you've got kids, you're trying to get them up and corralled and to school or to whatever you just you got a plan for the days where they're gonna not be cooperating yeah variables yeah. happen variables sure. definitely happen yeah. um so that tells us okay what time do i really need to get up sure 
If it takes me two hours to get ready in the morning and I've got to be at my desk at eight, whoa, I need to get up at six. Yep. Yep. And then the next spot on our map is we count backwards. Simple math here. Yeah. Seven and a half hours before 6 a.m. is is 1030. A boom. There we go. This is just, and I, every time I talk about this, I feel like it is so much common sense. Right. But my experience working with people hasn't shown that. People don't step back and look at their sleep through this. So much of, of, of trying to manage well with ADHD is realizing that it doesn't matter how commonsensical something is. I still yeah. need some reminder of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. As I, I don't know if I've said it on here, but I make a, a fantastic living stating the obvious. I just oh, do. And I have yeah, it's for true. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. It's so yeah. true. And like anyone who tries to help me manage life is like, I'm sorry. I need a babysitter. I, I, I am so sorry. <laughs> it's part of the deal. Okay. Okay. So one thing we didn't really talk about, David, is to know, figuring out how much sleep you need. And what I suggest is see, you want to, the amount of sleep you need is how much you can just wake up on your own. With no alarm. With no alarm. Ditch the alarm for a month. Could you, do you have people do it for a month? I don't have it because because life also I mean I would love to but life often can't do that because if you got to be up at six six thirty and you ditch the alarm you're going to wake up at eleven if you're not getting enough sleep so it's yeah. you know you don't want to ditch the alarm but just start to aim and and if you don't know start with eight hours and just see and get eight hours consistently over a few weeks to make up that sleep deficit. So stop the, the extreme swings from weekday to weekends. Stop thinking, oh, I can make up for it on the weekends. And, and then real. plug the hole in the boat so you're not taking on more water. At least get enough yeah. you know, for and a while. And then start to notice. Yeah. That's a good, and that's, that's how a good I know it. I need seven and a half because that's when I wake up. And I one thing I read recently, and I have noticed this with myself, if I wake up and I can remember my last dream, it's a natural wake up time. I've had enough sleep. Oh, man. I don't want to talk about remembering dreams. Okay. That's bad. I haven't remembered them in years. But you, you that's an interesting point that you hit on, though, which is the, the wake up. See, my, one of the issues that I run into is that I wake up every morning even if I don't set an alarm, I'm a, I'm up at seven or seven thirty every day. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Okay. I could have gone to bed at four. I will yeah, still I'm wake up at way, seven, David. and I can't go back to sleep. I'm like the it's same not way. happening. Yeah. I'm the same way. I could have, yeah. And that's just as an early morning person. It's just, it's, it, yeah. It's discouraging. So it However, gets harder to measure. It gets harder to right. measure. But so you so have that to look means at the you got to move it back on the front end. Get to yeah. bed earlier and exactly. start to notice. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And then another, the other part of our sleep map. That remember, we're figuring out what time you go to bed, what time work start, how long to get ready, blah, 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 blah. How long does it take you to disengage from life and get into bed? Oh, man, the unwind zone. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because that it's not instant. Like most people, no. you know, unless you like me with a major sleep deficit, I can like put my head on a pillow and I'm gone. But yeah, but that, you still have to put the house to bed. If you've true. got, I, you know, part of me is letting the dogs out and, and you're brushing your teeth and, you know, whatever your evening Feed routine cats, is. Herd Feed cats, herd cats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's doing 
making sure you're allowing time for those things. So I want you to be in bed by 1030. So I get my seven, then okay. That means I don't start getting ready for bed at 1030. That means I start takes me really I'm pretty quick these days at 15 minutes. Boom. Oh, well, it, that's good. Yeah. 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 So it's so 1015. I need to make sure, okay, I'm moving towards bed. For sure. And that's a whole routine then. So I read a book years ago called The Power of Full Engagement that talked about someone with a sleep initiation problem. And what they did was they set up a bunch of rituals to help introduce relaxation into mm -hmm. mental and physical relaxation into this person's life. And I always have remembered that. That there are things you can do that signal your body. You know, you turn out the lights. I know we're going to talk about screens. Holy cow. You know, David, I'm thinking, I'm looking at the time, and I'm yeah. thinking, let's do another sleep episode. Let's break Ooh. this into two. Hey, good plan. Okay. Because I, I want to spend time on working on managing the sleep disruptors. Hey, good. Okay. I, I think that's a really good plan. That's a really good plan. So... The, the thing then to, to, to wrap up the sleep map is not just how much time in the morning between sleep and work, but how much time in the, in the evening before sleep from the time that you disengage. Yeah. yeah. So then you have your, your block of time where you're asleep on your map, and then you have your morning and evening buffers, and, and you've got the ability then to plan how, how that should, <laughs> I was going to say should. No what the, Yeah, what the, what the issues are. 10.30-ish, 6-ish, or whatever those numbers are. Yeah, what your issues are. Yeah. 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 And so until the next episode where we talk about this, dearest listeners, I want you to start to notice. I want you to create the sleep map. Don't Good. worry about about not being able to get to bed on time. Do, do the best you can. Start to see if you can move towards figuring out how much sleep you get. Don't worry about managing the sleep disruptors. To start to work on the things that we've talked about and pay attention to it. No shame, no guilt. This is awareness. This is data. This is information. And yep. with that information, then you're going to be able to learn to manage the other pieces better. Yeah, and it's so good and to, 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 to push the shame and the guilt out of it because we just need to have some compassion for ourselves. Right. There's a reason that we all struggle with this, and it's not us. We, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. And I can tell you, David, as a person who rarely sleep I doesn't sleep all night long I'm awake a lot in the middle of the night I have my whole life that I can remember this has been a lot of work I've really focused on this for the last four years on moving getting this evened out it's not been easy and it has been worth it oh well that's good so it's yeah. a challenge but it's a worthwhile one I right like right so it's not something you're gonna do in one week you're just not it's noticing, all right, I feel so much better and I'm so much more productive and life is a lot easier when I get enough sleep. What's getting in the way and what do I need to do to work and on And work it? on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we want to hear your sleep struggles, dear listener. What's, uh, what are you, what also, what did you pick up on in this episode? What's your big takeaway? from this episode you can find us on the web in order to leave a comment about today's episode this is episode 44 so go to kick some adhd.com slash 044 and there's a place there for you to leave a comment you can also as always hit us up on facebook and twitter just search kick some adhd and if you really want 
the sort of hands-on help that you can only get if Dana has her. What did you say earlier? Get your claws on them? <laughs> I get my claws into <laughs> if them. If Dana, you need Dana's claws on you, then you need to go to DanaRayburn.com and check out the, uh, the Success Club and all the other things that are there. Good stuff. Thanks, David. Thanks, yeah. everybody. Start paying attention to your sleep. We'll talk to you next time. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Kick Some ADHD with Dana Rayburn and David Johnson. Did you find this helpful? Please share it with everyone you know who, squirrel, uh, um, has ADHD or might, and leave a rating and a review in your podcast app. It helps other people find us. For more help with ADHD, including information on Dana's ADHD Success Club and episodes of Kick Some ADHD you've missed, go to kicksomeadhd.com.